0: Hey, Sparkins, welcome to the podcast. This is episode 88, and today we are going to be talking about keeping the spark alive when he, your husband, is busy building his business. Stay tuned.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Happier Marriage Podcast, a podcast for spouses longing to have a happier marriage so they can feel more connected, desired, and supported. Now, to start the show, here is your host, and Sherpa, licensed marriage and family therapist and certified relationship coach, Kingsley Grant.
0: Now, you may feel like you're the only one who have a husband or who has a husband who seemingly is so wrapped up in building his business. It's almost like he has blinders on in your mind and sees nothing Else, right? It feels as if he's one-tracked and he's consumed by this idea. And you're thinking that I wonder if anybody else's husband is that way. And possibly what you might come up with is different ways to describe your husband or make sure he knows how you're feeling about what he is doing. Yes, you're supportive in many ways or Probably was so more was more so at the very beginning, but as time has gone by and things are taking longer than you were promised or you thought it would, and now you're feeling you're having these feelings and possibly resentment and and a frustration and anger, but let me assure you that you're not the only wife who feels this way. there are countless number of wives just like you who are trying to find the best way to carefully balance this very delicate issue. Because I believe that you see it as such. You want to communicate support for your husband. But again, I know that as time has gone by, you're feeling less and less because of the price you possibly are paying for in your words, possibly, is his dreams, fulfilling his dreams. And what about me? And so there are countless number of wives that were doing, as I mentioned, this very thing. So your husband, who is driven by purpose and ambition, is building his business, or let me just say it this way, the family business. He's chasing the dream that he has in his heart that he believes God's place there. And he feels as if, He needs to do it now because there may not be another time or a better time than now. And so what happened in him pursuing that, it leaves you feeling, well, a little bit like the forgotten wife at home, right? You feel as if, what about me? And you know what? I get it. I get it when the dishes pile up. The emotional bank account runs low. And the children are all over the place and you feel like you need four eyes or six eyes and 10 hands and you know to to be able to clone yourself and sometimes it feels like the happily ever after has gotten lost in the business plan right it may feel that way but before you reach for the self pity chocolate <laughs> guilty i know sometimes i do myself reach for that you know so it's not just why his husbands do too. I do that myself, sometimes just for a, a pleasure, right? A little taste of that chocolate. And I love chocolate. So I, I know at times I can reach for that. But before you reach for that, I want us to talk about how to keep the spark alive. Even when um, what you're going through and your world seems to be spinning on a different axis at this time, of your relationship with your husband. And we're going to do so by sharing three points I want to make in this episode. But we'll do that right after this.
1: So the big question is this. How is it possible that you have a happier marriage when you feel like you've tried everything? Your spouse isn't making an effort. You're exhausted. You feel like giving up. Or there's so much hurt that's taken place between you and your spouse. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers.
0: So the first point I want to make is one that I want to encourage you, because what I was sharing in these three points, it's basically in your control. It is putting you in charge of what it is I'm going to suggest. So the first thing is reframing your perspective, reframing your perspective. I know it's not as easy it sounds easier than actually it is to do. And I'm sure you're probably thinking that even right now. So let me just mention that I know you might be thinking that. So I know there's a difficulty of when you're feeling re- neglected or, on, or feeling unimportant, right? When your husband's focus is so much on his business, maybe it's not that it's always on the business, but it seems that way. It seems like you, even when you're with him, he's just not there because His mind is on this business because his vision, that burning desire to build something meaningful, it can be a beautiful thing because he may have painted that picture and you envision that as well and saw saw it as such, but it was fuel his passion, right? It fuels his passion, his purpose. And I want to suggest that you possibly should also try to tap into that same energy for yourself. What's your vision? Maybe it's reigniting a hobby, starting a side hustle if you're in that as yourself, or simply carving out time for self-care. You know, I encourage my wife many times to do some things on her own. Now, I sometimes have a selfish motive because when she gets out and do some things, you know, of course she works during the week, but on the time she has off, it allows me more time, and this is a. Um, just want to be very transparent. It allows me time to keep on working where I don't have to feel guilty because she's around and I'm not putting that focus or that time I should into spending time. And, and no, I mean, just I'm not saying that always is the case, but there's sometimes I'm wrapping some things up and really want to get some things finished, and I would encourage that. But so I want to encourage you to also find something that you know lights you up, right? Self-care, what that might look like. So the reframing idea or reframing your perspective, you know, I want to draw some inspiration from Philippians 4 verse 8, where Paul says, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise, Now, that's another translation. I'm not sure if you have that translation, but that's how it reads. Now, it's really simple saying that you have a chance or an opportunity to fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable. Because many times in moments like this, I can imagine and I can know what it is because I've spoken to so many wives through my either, you know, as a um, counselor, a therapist. It's my, uh, you may have known that I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and I work with Hundreds, I mean, literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of couples over the last almost two decades of doing this. And in an era of a certified relationship coach, I've also heard stories. So I, I pretty much understand this idea when your thoughts are wrapped up and you're consumed, and which leads to anxiety and depression because you're so overwhelmed by what's happening in the relationship. So some here's some practical things that you can use for reframing You can focus on the bigger picture of your husband's goals, step back, zoom out a little bit, and remember what it is he's working on. It's not just for himself. It includes you and the children. You can also find meaning and purpose in his success. What does it mean when he hits, so to speak, the jackpot? What does it mean for the family? And you can also do a very important thing, which I suggest many, many times to my clients is practice gratitude right and in this case you could practice gratitude for his hard work to focus on the hard work he's putting in because sometimes that gets overlooked and i've heard husbands who've complained and said i don't feel supported i feel like my wife is against me and and want me to quit or want this thing to fail and i don't think the wife wants that but he feels that way sometimes and because of what's been communicated so what it is as you're in reframing your perspective is also the importance of healthy boundaries and, and communication. How do you communicate? What is it that you do say to your husband? And when do you say those things? And how do you say those things to him? Because you could also say the things that are good things and he needs to hear, but it's just how you say those things and what you say in those moments that can truly trigger and make things um, pretty bad, right? So it's how you communicate without going off on a tangent that is what it is it means to reframe your perspective so the point number 2 is prioritize connection prioritize connection now it's important for that to be intentional because this doesn't happen as you may have find out found out or is finding out it doesn't happen by just by chance this has to be intentional and i'm not saying your husband should not be involved in this as well, I'm not putting all of all of this on you, but I want you to understand that you also have to take care of yourself. You have to self care. You have to be empowered. You have to realize that you can find life, even in this kind of chaotic moments or chaotic times. Find life and find something that you know makes you feel um, purpose, as you have a purpose and meaning for living, not just Every day cleaning and whatever else that happens at home. You know, Proverbs 18 verse 22 says, without wise leadership, a nation falls, but with many advisors, there is victory. So you and your husband could really be, you know, you could invite him into this team approach and ask him, talk to him about the business, you know, and connect around something at times that he's interested in. Connect around what's happening in his world Because yes, you want him to be very sensitive and to be a part of what's happening in your world. But what about his? Have you asked him about how the business is going? Have you asked him what might be his greatest challenge at this time? Have you ever asked him what might he need? And just maybe just grab his hand and pray with him, right? See, this is the idea of the advisor's approach where it's you and him focusing on that one thing that he may feel alone as well doing. So when you're going to prioritize connection, it could be over a date night. You know, my wife and I have made a commitment and very, very rare do we ever break this where every Friday night or Friday evening is our date evening. So our relationship looks forward to that. And it seems to come around so often, so quickly. But we do that because why? It's our way to connect. Connect Yes, around food. I know it's around food, but you don't have to eat um, anything unhealthy. You can eat healthy stuff. Sometimes we just go out for soup and salad. So that's not bad, is that right? And we avoid the dessert dessert at that time, of course. So you may want to also carve out time for meaningful conversations and engage and share activities you both enjoy. You know, I created a deck of cards. And if you're interested, you can let me know. It's called Connect Strong. And what Connect Strong is a deck of cards that has conversation prompters where you and your husband, when you go out, you can take the cards with you. And then you can also just take, pick a card and you can ask questions because the questions are on there. And each person have a chance to read the questions and give an answer where the speaker is speaking and the listener. Um, listen. And I have all the instructions that come along with that. If you're interested, let me know because it's a really great way. Sometimes to have conversations when you don't know what to talk about. And these cards would prompt you to have those conversations as a couple. And that's one of the way you could spend your, uh, when you do have your date night. But you also may want to sh- um, reconnect over shared hobbies. Um, sometimes what it is that my wife and I may do is do something that we both, you know, I mean, we both like. For example, the hobby could be, um, for me sometimes, is going to shoot guns. I don't do it as often as I would like to, and I need to make more time for that. But I could take her, and we could, you know, learn and practice to become better at shooting guns. And I don't know what your thoughts are on guns, and that's another story. But another, you know, I'm not going to debate that issue. But I believe that is it, um, having one is fine. Is our Second Amendment right, especially here in the United States? So I do believe that's another a hobby. It could be about riding bicycle, right, and right riding around the community, and is any of those kind of things you could be doing. Because again, it's just trying to connect. It's a connect around, it's a whole idea of prioritizing connection, prioritizing connection, connections. And so remember now, it may not be, you may not get the quantity of time you're looking for, but what if you get, you get the quality time? What if you spend those moments? Very, very special. Even sometimes for us, my wife and I, we, every Sunday, you know, unless something comes up, we go to church together. We have to drive a good distance to go to church. And I look forward to that. I look forward to that for a minute, for more reasons than one. Yes, it's to get to church and to worship God with my my fellow believers, and it's a great experience of worship and hearing the word being preached. But also in the drive, my wife and I can have conversations both to and from church. We're locked in the car for this drive, and most times we will veer off and have coffee, or we may go to the grocery store and pick up things together. Again, it's those moments that we are investing into the relationship. It's short but it's focused connections. And doing those things over long uh, over time will feed into the relationship. Will fuel the relationship. And so I want to encourage that. You know, Maya Angelo, the late Maya Angelo says this people forget what you said. People forget what you did. But people will never forget how you made them feel. So make each moment count, even if it's just twenty minutes of undivided attention. And the third point is nurture yourself, nourish your relationship, nurture yourself. That's a key part here because sometimes you can run the risk of losing yourself or neglecting your own needs when you're supporting your husband's dreams, right? And that may be what you're feeling. You're wondering, when will it be your turn? When, when will it be your turn? When will I have a chance to feel like I can just do what I want to do and pursue my dream? But remember this, you are the foundation of your home. And when you're depleted, it shows, and the whole tone is set. You know, even though I have, I did a, uh, I think it was a podcast or a YouTube video on my channel on, on YouTube, and if you've never been there, let me encourage you to go there and see them, some things I post there. But I had mentioned about the I, the myth, I call it the myth of a happy wife, happy life, right? And I, I talk about different things in there and, and try to debunk that. And so we've heard, we've heard that many times. That um, happy wife, happy life, because it talks about then ha- her happiness is is hinged upon the husband, right? And I believe that when you you make somebody responsible for your happiness, then when they're not doing that, then you're going to be unhappy. I think every person ought to be responsible for their own happiness. That's another story and another podcast. So, you know, I believe that you can um, draw inspiration from the Proverbs thirty one. Uh, Most people talk about Proverbs 31, woman, the wife, and how she truly delegates and how she takes care of her husband, but also how she cares for herself. Her wisdom and her self-care is all stated in that chapter of Proverbs 31. So whether it's a relaxing bath, going for a manicure, a pedicure, a walk in nature, um, spending time with your girlfriends or a girlfriend, going out for coffee, hanging out, going shopping, doing window shopping, you know, whatever that may look like. You know, I don't know. I don't do that stuff, but, you know, maybe that's what you do sometimes. A recharged you is a happier you, and a happier you makes for a happier marriage. Let me say that again. A recharged you is a happier you, and a happier you makes for a happier marriage. So it's important then for you to make an intentional effort to prioritize nurturing, self-caring, because again, this is your way of investing in yourself and doing that independently of whatever your husband may or may not do. This is what I like the scripture where it says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You're responsible for how you work out some things that God has placed in you because you have gifts, you have talents, you have purpose, you have dreams. That's God's place there. Are you pursuing that? Are you serving in any of those things? Because sometimes when we're busy serving and doing those things as well, and I'm not saying um, doing the the things you're at home is not um, enough. It is enough, many times more than enough. But sometimes it's when it's um, focused on others outside of us, outside of our family unit, that we can experience a joy of that. So cultivate your own spark, like I mentioned about hobbies, friendship, and, and so on. And remember your own dreams. And goals. So, nourish your body with healthy food. Eat healthy. Eat, don't eat junk things that that really um, cause you to have these spikes in your you know mood. Avoid those things. Eat healthy food. Move your body, even if it's just a power walk. Exercise. Engage in activities that fill your soul. Right. Remember, First Timothy four verse ten says, "Train yourself for godliness." Now, I know the context have a different meaning. It's speaking about our own godly life and godly living and self-growth uh, uh, self, imp- self um, growth in godliness, right? So train yourself for godliness. But the principle is, I'm sorry, the responsibility is on you. It's a train yourself. You train yourself for godliness. So that includes then taking care of the, your temple, right, that you inhabit. That is what God has given to you. So you are responsible For that, for training yourself towards that. So, my friend, let me just say to you, my friend, don't let the weeds of resentment choke out the love. Communicate openly, nurture intimacy, and remember, you're in this together. Because building an empire, a business takes teamwork, and a strong, supportive marriage is the best foundation for any business success. You can help your husband to be successful at this. And maybe, maybe this is what he's been wanting from you. Could it possibly be be that he's looking for this from you? So these three points about reframing your perspective, prioritizing connection, and cultivating your own spark or nurturing and self-care, I believe will help you in this whole idea of keeping the spark alive when your husband is busy building his business. What's your thoughts about that? I would love to hear from you, your thoughts. You can send me a direct message. Just DM me on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you or on Facebook. Any question you may have or comments you may have about what it is you've heard in this episode. I want to encourage you to don't be alone in this journey, right? Find like-minded wives who possibly you could have a support group and talk to them and hear their story and realize you're not the only person in this journey. Okay, I want to encourage you to share this episode with at least another wife or husband. And please help me to get this word out. And if you want to subscribe to this podcast, you can do so on the platform that you're listening to this podcast so you'll be notified whenever new episodes do come up. And so I want to thank you for taking this time to listen and being here with me today. And remember, this is a place you can come and hear more episodes like this. So make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss, as I mentioned, any future episodes. May God bless you. And let's now close out with the announcer will come and tell you what is left for you to do.
1: We've come to the end of another exciting show. And if you enjoyed this podcast, one, make sure you give this show a rating and review. Two, subscribe to the show to get all new releases. And three, get your complimentary copy of the 5 Secrets to a Happier Marriage eBook at kingsleygrant.com HMS eBook. Again, it's kingsleygrant.com HMS eBook. See the link in the show notes. Do it today. Don't delay. Thanks so much for listening and make sure you tell one other spouse about this show or better yet, share it with them. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May he turn his face toward you and give you his peace both now and forever.